1: Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton.
2: When we look at the law, we're going to look at the law for several weeks and months as we go through the law of Moses and we see what God requires of His people. We realize our own failure to live up to God's law. And so the law shows us our need for a Savior. If this is God's standard, I fall short And I need a Savior. So the law drives us to Christ.
1: Have you ever tried to live up to someone else's high standards and failed miserably? Maybe you fell short of the standard and expectation because you didn't know what the standard was. If only you had someone who could explain the expectations and then help you reach them. In today's message, Pastor Dan explains how the law helps to drive you towards Christ. It does that by giving you the standards and expectations required, but then also helping you realize you cannot meet the standards alone. You need Christ. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Exodus chapter 20 for today's edition of Ring of Truth.
2: Exodus 20. Let me pray for us and we'll get in the word. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we ask that your Holy Spirit would be our teacher, that you would open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to your word. Pray and ask, Lord, that your spirit would be upon me to teach your word. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So we are looking at the Ten Commandments. And just as a review, remember, God delivered the children of Israel out of their bondage in Egypt. He's brought them through the Red Sea. He's brought them through the wilderness. He's provided manna for them to eat each day. He's provided water for them to drink out of a rock. And the Lord has brought them to Mount Sinai. And at Mount Sinai, the Lord gives the children of Israel his law. And i mentioned this before, but it is worth repeating because I don't want you to get this order out of order. God gave the children of Israel his law to live by after he delivered them, after he redeemed them from their bondage in Egypt. He did not give them his law while they were in Egypt. He did not say, if you keep my law, I will deliver you. He delivered them first. He redeemed them first and then gave his law to live by. They were not redeemed because they kept the law. They were not saved by keeping the law. They were saved by grace, through faith, believing God's promises, that if they apply the blood to their doorpost, the blood of a sacrificed lamb, that God will see the blood and God's judgment would pass over them. They were saved by God's grace, through faith. The first 19 chapters, all the way coming up to Mount Sinai, it's been grace upon grace upon grace of God just saving them, rescuing them, delivering them, providing for them, all by his grace. No one is saved by keeping the law or by keeping rules. That doesn't save you. You're saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. God gives his law now to govern how they live now that they are redeemed. Look back at chapter 19, verse 5. Chapter 19, verse 5. Hear the Lord speaking to Israel. Now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all the people For all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which you shall speak to the children of Israel. God says, you will be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation if you keep my commandments. This is how you should live now, as a redeemed people that have been saved and delivered from bondage. And slavery. And the Lord God will give the children of Israel a total of 613 laws. Some of them are ceremonial laws for worship, some of them are civil laws for governing the nation. And the first 10 commandments, the first 10 laws, are unique. They're unique because they are delivered to the entire nation at one time. God comes down on Mount Sinai. He speaks the Ten Commandments to the entire nation audibly in the hearing of everyone. All two million people hear the voice of God. They see the fire and the smoke and the clouds on Mount Sinai. Everybody hears his voice. And that's only with the Ten Commandments. God doesn't speak the other 603 commandments directly to the people. He's going to deliver the other 603 commandments directly to Moses. God will also write the Ten Commandments on two tablets of stone with his own finger, with the finger of God. You know, in John chapter 8, there is the account of the woman caught in the act of adultery who is brought to Jesus and accused of committing adultery and you remember the story Jesus stooped down and he began to write in the dirt with his finger the same finger of God that wrote the 10 commandments on the two tablets was writing in the dirt there in John chapter 8 and then one by one the accusers started to leave from the oldest to the youngest right by the the law brings guilt right the law brings knowledge of sin we don't know what jo- what Jesus wrote in the sand in the dirt but whatever it was, it caused her accusers to leave. I mentioned last time that nine of the Ten Commandments are also found in the New Covenant or in the New Testament. There are, they're part of the New Testament, what is called in the New Testament the law of Christ. And the Ten Commandments, they serve as a universal moral law for all of mankind. It is an absolute standard of right and wrong, given by God, for all people, everywhere, living in every age. The Ten Commandments are immutable laws from an immutable God. And it's good for us to study the Ten Commandments, even though we're under the New Covenant, it's good for us to study the Ten Commandments because the Ten Commandments, they show us the nature of God. They show us the character of God. They show us the holiness of God. The Ten Commandments show us what matters to God, what's important to God. If we are to live a life that pleases God, we need to know what pleases Him. We need to know what matters to Him. And this is why studying the Bible is so important, so we, we know God, and we know what God asks. You know, Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. The Scriptures are profitable for us for doctrine, for teaching, For reproof, they reprove us when we're doing something wrong. For correction, they tell us the right thing to do. It says that the man of God, and for instruction in righteousness, so that we know what's right, what's the right thing to do, what is right in God's eyes, so that we are thoroughly equipped for every good work that God has for us. Studying the Ten Commandments is also important because the law drives us to Jesus Christ. The law drives us to Jesus Christ. No one keeps the law of God perfectly. If you're here and you have kept the law of God perfectly, could you pray for me? My elbow has been hurting. Maybe I could just touch the hem of your garment after service. No one keeps the law of God. We want to, we desire to, but no one keeps the law of God perfectly. Romans 3.20 says it's by the law is the knowledge of sin. The law brings knowledge of our sin. When we look at the law, we're going to look at the law for several weeks and months as we go through the law of Moses and we see what God requires of his people. We realize our own failure to live up to God god's law and so the law shows us our need for a savior if this is god's standard i fall short and i need a savior and so the law drives us to christ galatians 3 says the law was our tutor to bring us to christ it brings us to christ the law makes us grateful for jesus As we study the law and we see God's standard, it makes us grateful for Jesus Christ and his finished work on the cross on our behalf, that he has fulfilled the law for us. Amen? So we're going to focus on the first commandment, and we're going to look at one commandment a week. And I want to encourage you to commit the commandments to memory over the next 10 weeks as we're going through each commandment. But let me, let me start out here by just reading through the 10 commandments again for us. Look at verse 2. I'm just going to read through them. You can follow along in your Bible. Beginning in verse 2 of chapter 20. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. but showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work you nor your son nor your daughter nor your male servant nor your female servant nor your cattle nor your stranger who is within your gates.
1: Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs.
2: Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer requests with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com, or through our church app, or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth Radio Ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it.
1: Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message.
2: For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife nor his male servant, nor his female servant, nor his ox, nor his donkey, nor anything that is your neighbor's. Isn't it funny how God has to give us a list? He can't just say, you shall not covet, because he knows us so well. And we're going to twist his words, and we're going to say, well, I didn't know you meant I couldn't covet my neighbor's donkey. I thought you were just talking about his wife. I didn't know about the donkey. He's got to list it for us. Because we're just so bent towards sin. And so there you have the Ten Commandments. Commandment number one, you shall have no other gods before me. Commandment number two, you shall not make an idol for yourself. Commandment number three, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Commandment number four, remember the Sabbath. Commandment number five, honor your father and mother. Commandment number six, you shall not murder. Commandment number seven, you shall not commit adultery. Commandment number eight, you shall not steal. Commandment number nine, you shall not bear false witness or lie. And commandment number ten, you shall not covet. Just imagine for a moment what our society would be like if everyone kept the Ten Commandments. Just these ten. That would be pretty amazing, wouldn't it? Now, there are some rules for us when it comes to interpreting the Ten Commandments. Rule number one, every commandment must be understood in the context of the entire Bible. Every commandment must be understood in the context of the entire Bible. The way for us to know the full meaning of a commandment is to look at what the rest of the Bible says about that subject. So, When we're coming to the Ten Commandments like this, we want to ask, well, what else does the Bible say about this? What else does the Bible say about having no other gods or idolatry or using the Lord's name in vain or the Sabbath or honoring your parents or murder and so on? And we always want to let the Bible interpret the Bible or the Bible explain the Bible and allow the Bible to show us what the commands encompass so that's that's our first rule for interpreting the 10 commandments every commandment must be understood in the context of all that the bible says rule number 2 the commandments are both external as well as internal commands they are external and internal commands now what do i mean by that the commands demand outward obedience and inward obedience. Inward integrity. As much as outward integrity. They're 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 both external and internal commands. In Romans chapter seven, verse fourteen, Paul said the law is spiritual. In first Samuel chapter sixteen verse seven It says, for the Lord does not see as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus made it clear that the commandments require both outward and inward obedience. And I want to look at that together. So turn with me over to Matthew chapter 5. This is the Sermon on the Mount. The reason it's called the Sermon on the Mount is because Jesus gave this teaching on a mountain near the Sea of Galilee. And so please please note the parallel here between the Sermon on the Mount and the giving of the law back in Exodus chapter 20. Here Jesus delivers the Sermon on the Mount. He's on a mountain. He delivers it to his people. And in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is giving his interpretation of the law that God gave on Mount Sinai. So in Exodus 20, God comes down to a mountain, He gives His law to His people. In the Sermon on the Mount, God comes down to a mountain and He gives His law and His interpretation of the law to His people. Now look at Matthew chapter 5, verse 21. Again, the point of this is to show you that the law is both external and internal. Matthew chapter 5, verse 21, Jesus says, You have heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not murder, and whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment. That's one of the Ten Commandments. You shall not murder. And when Jesus says here, You have heard that it was said, he is correcting the teaching of the religious leaders here. The religious leaders taught that it's external. If you keep the law externally, You've, you've obeyed the command. But Jesus is correcting that now, and he says here, But I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause, that's an important clause there, shall be in danger of the judgment. And whoever says to his brother, Raka, have you ever said to your brother, Raka? <laughs> maybe, rock on, Right? The phrase raka, it means uh, something like, you idiot. Did you ever say that to your brother? You idiot. That's what Jesus is talking about. And whoever says to his brother, raka, or you idiot, shall be in danger of the council. But whoever says, you fool, shall be in danger of hell fire. That's pretty serious, isn't it? And Jesus is, is showing us here that both outward and inward integrity is required. Not just outwardly, you know, it's not just committing the act of murder, but inwardly. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 15, it says, listen to this, Whoever hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. In the Bible, in, according to Jesus in the New Testament, hating your brother is the same as murder. And you're breaking the commandment, thou shall not murder. Now you ask the average person on the street, have you ever murdered anyone? They're likely to say, no, of course not. Never, what are you, crazy? I've never murdered anyone. But if you ask them, have you ever hated someone? Well, then you'll get an earful. You bet I have. Let me tell you about this guy. And you have a few minutes and they'll launch into their story. But the law applies to the internal, not just the external. And so, yes, maybe I've never physically murdered someone, but I may have anger in my heart towards someone without cause, or I may have hatred in my heart. And Jesus says you're you're guilty of murder if you have it in your heart. Look down at verse 27. You have heard that it was said to those of old. Again, he's correcting the teaching of the day that it's all external as long as you're not doing it outwardly. You have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her In his heart. Again, Jesus says the law applies to the inward. The law applies to the inward desires, the inward thoughts, the inward feelings. And the inward desire is the same as the outward action. And again, you ask somebody, Have you ever committed adultery? Have you ever cheated on your wife or your husband? No, absolutely not. But have you ever had lust in your heart for someone that wasn't your wife? Well, that's the same as adultery. Your, your, your feelings, your, your thoughts, your inward desires are judged. And we see here with these two examples that Jesus gave that the commandment is not limited to just the specific sin mentioned in the commandment but it includes all the sins that can lead up to that sin. Lust can lead to adultery. Anger can lead to murder. Hatred can lead to murder and so on. And so each commandment in the Ten Commandments is really a a category of sins that include all the sins that can lead up to that sin that is mentioned in the Ten Commandments. Again, lust in your heart can lead you to adultery. Anger can lead you to murder. And so each commandment in the 10 commandments really represents the most extreme example of that category of sin.
3: He asked me how I
1: Ring of Truth just brought you another great verse-by-verse teaching with Pastor Dan Sexton. Aren't you glad you stuck around to listen? We trust today's words touched your life in a very real and personal way. Pastor Dan has been staying in the book of Exodus with its stories of redemption and so much more. You don't want to miss a single episode. And if by chance you already have, just go to CalvaryEC.com to catch up. While you're there... Check out our app to get other messages. Follow us on Facebook and iTunes, too. If you don't know that much about us or what we believe, make sure to visit the About tab. It will fill you in on what we're all about here. Are you in the Maryland area? Come visit us either Sunday morning or Thursday evening. Times can be found at calvaryec.com, so make sure to go there now. Meeting you face-to-face would be such a privilege. Our time with you has come to an end today, and so for now we say goodbye. But before we go, would you give us a call at 410-491-4592 and let us know how this program spoke to you today? Again, that's 410-491-4592. We always appreciate hearing from our listeners. Thank you from Columbia, Maryland for listening to Ring of Truth.
3: Signs and I recognize the hands that craft and i what I know because I know his voice and it only takes